You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're Represent. You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. Well, I had no idea. Wow. (laughs) I had no idea. I was here. I thought I was here to do something else. I just hang out in the Sin Studios anyway. I guess you'd get a head off then. (laughs) Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Um, Welcome to our last week of Save Our Station. Whatever this is called. I thought you were saying the last week of the show, and I was like, already. Wow. Well, no, because yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can say that on air. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, we're in the studio. We've got two long... We've had a couple of us away for a while. I just Some absentees have speak. returned to us. Naya, welcome back. And Mimi, welcome back to the studios. Yay! You've both Woo! had various ailments, but we're very happy to have you back. <laughs> yes. Freddie and I were lonely on our Saturday broadcast. Our Saturday 24-hour. I'm traumatised. I'm never doing that with him again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really humiliating. It was good. Um, it was a fun time. <laughs> it was Freddie. We did like a game show sort of vibe. So my segment was first. I did candidate or scam did it. Like, is this a real person or is it someone that I've made up? You've got to give credit to your dad for that name as well, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that was, that was a good name. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Shout out. Um <laughs> And then Freddie did like a news quiz. So like, it was a bit. It was a bit weird because yeah, I was gonna try and do like, have you been paying attention vibes, but um, since no one else turned up, <laughs> I had to sort of like pivot a little bit because I'm like, wow, these questions are way too easy just for one person to answer. Because it was gonna be who can get in fast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I sort of tried to narrow the questions down to make them more specific. And then we ran into the issue of they were way too specific. Way too specific. And Bridie just couldn't get them. <laughs> Almost all of them. I was like, dude, it was a, I got no idea. It was a great train wreck um, on then, air, but it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. then we did, I made up some scenarios and had some real ones and Freddie had to guess. I think you did quite well in both of mine and I did really terribly. Well, okay, yours. to be fair, you only did terribly because I had the terrible questions. Yeah, true. It was quite unfair. Anyway, we've got lots on today. We've all got very, huge, like, written-out segments. Day. I was, like, scrolling through. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, and the Optus one, I was like, that is, yeah. a lot of, that is a lot to get through. Yeah, I sorry, know. guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got one on UK politics. What have you guys got? I, I'm doing the Optus one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about women in politics and the Pathways to Politics course, which is, like, Ooh. spreading over the country. 
Oh, oh, that's interesting. About that. yeah. I'm going to talk about the protests that happened in Caulfield on Friday. Oh yes, which we because we weren't doing like a show show on Saturday, yeah. we couldn't mention. Yeah, I was worried that you might have already talked yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> Brady well, said you had it, so that's good. did not. Shall we do a quick song? But before that, before? how's everyone's oh, weekends been? Oh my god, <laughs> how's so everyone's lucky weekends that been? Someone here is remembering this. Yeah, we got to... Well, actually, Freddie, I think you need to be the first to answer because I want to know how you found Mamma Mia. Oh, Mamma Mia was fantastic. Did you dance um, at the end? There was, there was, like, no dancing at the end. It was weird. No, I think it's because our audience was in, mostly... In, like, Dancing Queen? No. At the very no, end? No, no. I think it's because our audience was, like, mostly older people. No. So it was, like... It was, like, you, you... Like, they got everyone to, like, get up. But the no one was dancing. Everyone was just kind of standing there, like clapping. It was. I will dance on Thursday funny. night. Oh, Are so you you're seeing it? Yeah, is it I musical? loved it. Yeah, I took mum for her birthday on Friday. Just gone. So you're going on Thursday. We're all going within a week. That's crazy. We've all, we're all. Mimi, have you? Gonna go I see it? I think you need to go see it. Take Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was great. So um, definitely recommend. Yeah, really great. And yeah. of course, like I was going to say, the music goes hard, but it's ABBA, so of course everyone it does. Knows. But um, yeah, really good. Get around it. It's a great time. How's Very everyone good. else's weekend? Um, I don't even remember what I did. I had a quiet one. I was pretty zonked. That's to good. Be That's nice. Well, we had our broadcast. And I was working that morning, hmm. and then I um, I wasn't one hundred percent on Sunday, so I just like stayed at home, and then I had to do babysitting that night. So. Oh, yikes! Yeah. How was the babysitting? Were they it's terrible kids? It's very chill. It's Were just they... one kid, so like it's really actually a very good gig. The devil child. <laughs> no. Although she was a bit more um, resistant to going to bed. Normally she's very like, oh yeah, I'll just go. Okay. But this time she was like, no, I don't want to. I was like, oh, it's like, like it's a school night. <laughs> it's a Sunday. Uh, yeah. That brings back memories, I think, yeah. of the parents trying to do the same thing to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah. How about you? Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it still feels shameful, but I'm never going to be able to live this down. I saw the Barbie movie for the first time. Oh, oh you only you just saw it? Yeah. Actually, I, I don't think we've discussed it. I really oh. liked it, probably because I'd go, spoilers, I haven't seen it yet, and then have to shamefully admit that. But yeah, no, it was really good. I really, really liked it. Nice. No spoilers. It's a great, it was, it's a yeah, great that was movie. We can spoil it now. No, I think it's, it's, it's too late. It's been long enough that we can spoil it. Yeah, come okay. on. It came back well, out in I July. I loved how Mattel kind of made fun of themselves. Oh, like, yeah, they really, I respect like, that. Yeah. Although I was a bit sad that it was in L.A. because I went to L.A. and L.A. is exactly like it is in the movie. It's <laughs> not as, like, shiny as I expected and as represented. Like it's a bit more LA. gritty. Yeah, L.A. Okay. is not shiny. So it was the perfect comparison between that and Barbie Land, but I kind of thought L.A. would be Barbie Land. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be fully, like, fake. If you know what I mean. What, like, what it, I thought like, it might be, like, set somewhere, like, set in L.A., realistically. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, like, well. no, that Barbies was, that was Barbie Yeah, like, Land. in L.A. Oh, like, there wasn't a... But, like, Barbie Land was in L.A.? I feel like yeah. I knew Oh, okay. I didn't... Yeah. I, I, I think once you see the trailer, yeah. I thought it might be, like, sort of a little estate or something. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I hadn't oh, read okay. much about it. I kind it. of get what yeah. you mean. Like a separate part, like a little neighbourhood. Yeah, I, it still, still looks more... really vibrant and cool. Yeah, like, I, I like still human. Animated, Not animated, yeah. you mean? Yeah. It's animated, right? The yeah. Life. Yeah, okay, I kind of get what you mean. I thought it would be like real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought she'd be more like 
human like she'd actually be able to like drink stuff even though i liked like the comedy no, I liked in that i liked i liked that but i thought she would yeah. i thought she would be able to but i'm I the like, same it makes, yeah. makes sense that she wouldn't but no that was really good and then my dog had to go to hospital which was oh. quite sad but she is doing better she <sighs> turns out the condition that she had she doesn't and oh. she's um now needs to be quickly taken off steroids and she's currently being hydrated and i think we're picking her up tonight oh. which will be good and my boss was on a current affair which was super super cool as, oh, in, as in, like, in a good way or oh, a bad really way? Good way. Oh, really good way. Really good way. They're chasing her around the cameras, like, where's the refunds? Or, like, the dog guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, she, she's we talked a, about that on um, Saturday. She's a Disney um, Disney oh, travel agent. Oh, of course, because the Disney so, cruises have just started. Yes. And Naya asked so us cool. all to go on a Disney cruise Naya earlier in the year. Naya to that. Did not work. Especially considering we've just heard about a cruise that had gastro and COVID at the same time. Yeah, but if you're experiencing the magic of Disney... <laughs> I, I would argue that, that's the only way to experience the magic of Disney. You get two perfect days, then you're on the toilet for the rest of it. Mm, yeah. Party. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was quite cool the response because I suppose uh, I think it was my mum said you know, it's probably like the closest people in Australia are going to get to an Australian Disneyland even though everyone goes oh let's put it like in Adelaide or let's put it down Fisherman's Bend yeah. Naya yeah. yes <laughs> yes no but it, that was very cool it felt like oh fame yeah <laughs> and how's your weekend I had a chill one too because I still felt like I was recovering. Mm. Um, but my boyfriend was away for two weeks and he came back. Oh, so yeah, we just hung out. We just hang out. Good times. Nice. How was Perth for him? I think he had a good time. <laughs> as much as, as anyone as, as, could have in Perth. Exactly. I, I think that they were, st- like, where his grandparents, he was visiting them. I think they're, like, a tiny bit out of Perth. Oh, okay. So, like, there wasn't much to do. Right. But I think he enjoyed hanging out with family and stuff. Mm. But in terms of actually doing things, I don't think they did much. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Totally. So, like, a chill a chill holiday. You know, yeah, you know, when you're visiting family, you don't really, like, actually... You don't go out to Yeah. Things. You just hang yeah. out. Yeah. You're yeah. just chilling. Yeah. yeah that That's type nice. of vibe. That type yeah. of vibe. All right. There we go. Any final, Matt, final weekend words? Now I'm feeling a song. Now you're feeling a song. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Willow by Taylor Swift. No. Ha ha! Let him for all, featuring Unami. Yep, yep, love it. By Pania. <laughs> Is that like Pania, like bike Pania? I don't like know. The food. I don't know. All right. Anyway, um, you're donate. on represent. Donate, donate, donate to sin. Givenow.com.au forward slash save sin. Get around it. Last You'll week. You'll get a shout out if you do it. So yeah, exactly. Freddie did it on Saturday, Saturday. So, so did you, yeah. Um, we both donated yeah, live so on air. If we exciting. can do it, you can too. Yeah, we're broke students. Yeah. Right. We host a radio represent. show for free. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, for $5 a year or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, you're on Represent. Stay tuned. We will be back soon. Hey, it's Mia, your executive producer of The Hoist here on Sin. The Hoist has been able to give so many great local acts their start, but without your help, we won't be able to any longer. To foster the next generation of great Australian artists and keep giving local music a lift, donate to givenow.com.au forward slash save sin. Welcome back to Represent. Welcome, welcome. That was a good song. Yeah, banger. And you could hear more songs like that at Save Sin Fest this Sunday. Very exciting. It's going to be yes, Sunday the 19th of November at 2pm at the Evelyn Hotel in Fitzroy. Have you been to the Evelyn? I, I don't know where that is. I think I've been Fitzroy. once, but not for Thanks. something like this. Oh, no way. 
But um, it's going to be very exciting. There's some really cool artists playing, as well as some of our very own Sin DJs. Very exciting. The links are on our socials, or if you don't have any, it's oztix.com.au slash outlet slash event slash 572CA2. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more to go. Hang on. Um, oh, no, no, I just pulled up a photo. But um, it's quite yeah. popular. I've been I've been yeah. there, but not for like a, a gig. I've just been there. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, so very exciting. The links are on the socials if you want to get around it. Um. And of course, donate to Sin. Uh. Give now. Com. Au. Slash save. Sin. Sin's yeah. really raiding our listeners' wallets right now, aren't they? I know, right? <laughs> but um, um, it all goes to the a good latest cause. donation was 19 hours ago. So thank like, you very much. Surely anonymous. <laughs> Thanks, anonymous. <laughs> Surely um, we can get one during the show. I think, yeah, I reckon, I reckon that's the goal. Let's get a donation, but um, get around it and save Sinfest should be a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think we're going to get straight into it. We've all into got segments segment. today. Into my segment <laughs> today. Um, so look, I think we've all heard a fair bit about the Optus outage that was last week. Are you an Optus? Yeah, I was. I was yeah, absolutely devastated. Yeah. Wi-Fi and mobile network. Oh, oh so you had Wi-Fi both of them. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> my mobile was from Optus, but my Wi-Fi was from Telstra. So yeah, I don't know where my Wi-Fi is, was a double whammy. Yeah, um, Naya, were you affected? Oh, no, I was enjoying life on Telstra yeah. and I believe Telstra. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, no, it was quite fun. As I, I think I told Bridie, but last week I moved my phone to Optus on Tuesday. <laughs> And then it was on Wednesday. And then it was on, the oh, was outage was on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the outage was on Wednesday, so that was great. But um, i got to say, like, yeah. I know that there were a lot of people that really struggled with it, but I was really living life. Well, like, that, that's what we went say, on yeah. a little tram ride out to the music shop and, you know, bought some stuff. Obviously, I couldn't buy anything because if I didn't have cash, like, I couldn't pay on my phone. Oh, you, you can actually. Oh, really? You, you st- it's oh. safe. It gives okay. you, like, a certain amount of transactions before you have to go back online. Oh, I but didn't even know then, that. you can just connect to a Wi-Fi network, and it works for, no- yeah, for another right. certain amount of transactions. Well, whatever. So a lot of people were. But stuck I was by enjoying that. it. I was like, yeah. no phone, no social exactly. media. Because I thought a lot of people acted like it was doom and gloom, and I think those people can. <laughs> well, I think to the people who wanted to call an ambulance probably. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> probably I will, was doom and gloom. I will be getting into that. I will be Literally. getting into that. Yeah. I was thinking. It wasn't so much like entertainment that I was bothered by about getting. Like I didn't care about social media and ethics, but it was more that like. I was just like, oh, I actually just, like, can't tell people things. Like, I yeah. can't talk to my mum all day yeah. now. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big, like, like, my parents, like, I'll text them yeah. a yeah. lot throughout the day, and I was yeah. like, they got to work, and I can't talk to them <laughs> can't catch all them. day. Like, yeah. And, like, that really, like, I was like, oh, even Julian, I was like, oh. Or, yeah, like, oh. if I'd been going to meet someone somewhere, like, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that. You wouldn't have been having a good time. Yeah. But yeah, so in case you did miss it because you were an optus and couldn't read about it, it affected 10 million Australians uh, whose mobile phones and home internet connections all went down. It was pretty bad. It was really bad, 10 million Australians. That's what shook me. And Mm. also 400,000 businesses, which is crazy. Um, People with a mobile phone plan from like Amasim, Dodo and Coles Mobile were also affected because they all use like optus towers. And um, Catch Connect too, if anyone's ever heard of that. My friend was on that. He was like, Bridie. I'm hating this. I was like, Jaws, man. Live the life. <laughs> Catch Connect, one of the mobile service providers. <laughs> um, so it, I'm guessing it affected probably more than 10 million Australians once you factor in all those probably. other uh, providers. So it kicked off at 4am and it came back around slowly around midday and then it was fully restored by 630 so if you had anything on the Optus network, you couldn't do anything with your internet or phone. No calls, texts, data, internet, nothing. Um, a big issue, which is sort of the legal sticking point around all this, is that Optus, Mo- Optus Home Phone sorry, 
Uh, so, like, just landlines couldn't call triple zero during this time. Um, there were also some reports that Optus Mobiles couldn't call triple zero either, which was an issue because there's systems and laws in place that make sure that even if your mobile network is down, your phone will connect to other mobile networks to call triple zero. But for some reason, some people's phones weren't doing that. Is that when you have to go into, like, the emergency... Um, so, like when yeah, so it's like you, that, but um, yeah. also just, like, if you call triple zero from, like, the normal phone, if you t- dial triple zero on your phone, no matter who you're with, it will connect to wow. any available provider wow. and do that. And yeah, well, that's that what it means through. when you have SOS only on your phone. Yeah, yeah you can still call. Oh, yeah. that's Ex- so exactly. cool. Right. No, it's exactly. really it's good. Working. That's really yeah. weird that <laughs> it didn't work. So, because what is I read... Is there a problem with Optus's stuff, or is that a problem? Well, obviously, it's not well, a problem with everyone if everyone else could, but I'm not kind of I'm not 100% sure. But what I read, I don't think Optus is, is either. That, yeah, <laughs> um, what I read is that Optus's towers were still on and they were still sending out some signal that was like, Yo, we can take emergency calls, oh. but um, if you if so, if you dial triple zero and it connected to an Optus tower for that emergency call, it would drop. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, right. Okay. And it wasn't until, like, a lot later that they actually turned all, off all the towers, so it wasn't doing uh, that. That's what I read. That's that not confirmed. That I guess. Um, another big issue was that medical devices were affected. So, you know, if you've got, like, sort of, like, an older grandparent, they'll have, like, a necklace with a button on it. Uh, if that device was connected to Optus and you push that button, nothing was happening. Well, I read an article about it was someone who was, like, a spokesperson for a disability organisation. Now I can't remember which one it was. But um, they're paraplegic or quadriplegic, mm-hmm. one of them. And so, like, everything in their house is, like, hooked up to the internet to help them get out of bed or call a carer or whatever. And they couldn't do any of that because they were on Optus and it went down. Yeah, it was... um. So not a great situation, obviously. No. Um, so, okay, this has actually changed since I wrote it down. Optus have revealed what the issue is. It was a routine software update, as they call it, um, which is obviously not routine <laughs> if it yeah, if destroyed it's... everything. Uh, but they stayed silent for almost an entire week. They didn't reveal it until, I believe, yesterday. I thought it was this morning. Was it this morning? Well, know. that's even worse. Well, either way, like they didn't reveal <laughs> it all week. And a lot of experts were saying, well, they must know what it was if they fixed it, yeah. which is pretty fair. So there is compensation for Optus customers. They're getting an extra amount of data added onto their plan. Uh, internet customers are also getting a speed upgrade. These are opt-in offers, so you have to log into your Optus account and enable them. But apparently, I have not confirmed this, but apparently a lot of people saying, oh, if you opt into something like this, you will be ineligible for any compensation that comes out of a class action lawsuit, which there's a lot of talk about That's at the moment. That's interesting because like, there was the Optus data breach. There are all those data breaches that people can opt in to be in the class action. So the data breach, if you're opted into that, but you t- like the data breach is separate from this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, but I just like obviously class actions are opt in in this situation. They're opt in. They're not always. Yes. But, um, I mean so, that's pretty sneaky to if that clause is in there to be like, well, oh, you won't be allowed if I, you take this. I don't know if it's just an Optus thing because I feel like I've heard about this like a lot. But if you take oh, compensation really? directly from like any company. Oh, you but can't then, then sue them. there's a lawsuit. Well, I'm I'm assuming that's how it works, or it might be an Optus specific thing. Either way, it's a really bad system. Represent a yeah. um, crack team of journalists yeah. are on it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So if you opt into this, you might be out of luck on a class action lawsuit, which there's a bit mm. of talk about though. But that won't affect any standing in a in the data breach lawsuit that's going on at the moment. Um, which speaking of, yeah, they had that last year too. So not a great time for Optus. No. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess we sort of capped it off earlier, but, like, did you guys have any stories from the outage? How were you 
well, affected? Was everything I, okay, Mimi? <laughs> if you get this working at Audi. Yes. But, well, I was hoping and praying that it might affect Woolworths stores. It did not. No, <laughs> it didn't like, affect I'd Audi. I'd love to not go either. to work today. But I don't know if you feel like those way Audi, but at Woolworths, like at my store, when something like this happens... Just like a scandal, like something, you know, that affects everyone. They just, they're like heaving for it. Like it was yeah. all everyone could talk about. Everyone <laughs> yeah. was like, are you with others? Are you with others? Are you yeah, with others? Yeah, like, I was at uni like, that day to watch a couple of my friends. It. And it was just like, who are you with? Optus, Optus, Optus. Yeah, everyone was throwing it. And I had a really good joke. Um, yeah. I, it was it was going off with the like, because like, on the, I don't know if it's the same Audi, on a weekday I work with like a little more older people because it's like. The that, ones who aren't at work. Yeah. And also pensions so, and stuff come through during the week as well, I believe. So, like, yeah, like, just not old, old, but just, like, not uni students, not like. So I had this really funny joke that I was telling everyone that <laughs> the, the old people were laughing up. And it was, because like, <laughs> the cut was the day before, yeah. and everyone, anyone would be like, oh, like, what do you think's happened? Like, what do you think's going on? And I was like, I reckon Optus lost a really big bet at the cup yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was dying. That's great. Everyone would be like, oh. That's amazing. That's funny. Winning yeah. the old people over. Yeah. Like, They'll be back at a time yeah. on a Wednesday. Well, it was quite interesting because I believe Woolies has a similar thing, but Aldi, we sell Aldi mobile SIM cards. Yeah, I don't the know SIM cards were acting up. Yeah, the um, Al- Aldi's ones are, sold, are run off Telstra. Uh, so yeah. lots My of people were buying them up. My friend was very pleased with herself being on oh, Aldi, Net- yeah. Aldi mobile. Which, like, yeah, people were, like, buying up the SIM cards. One woman, like, she was desperate to get her business back online. Um, she bought like 25 of those SIM cards. Yeah, you told me this. Um, which was crazy. crazy. But she wanted to port all the numbers out to Aldi Mobile, but you can't do that while Optus is down because you need to get uh, a code to your course. Optus phone, but you can't do that. Oh, that kind of sucks for her. But um, yeah. this has been kind of a surprising amount of government intervention response, and I was kind of shocked about how much there is because I feel like telco outages happen a lot. I feel like so it's on weird. Tuesday, I think, I was reading that Optus was out in, like, the central west of New South Wales, like, yeah. just in a small area. But, it, you know... So, I guess I was like, this might be what? different because nationwide, and it was yeah, basically obviously. all day, but I just thought it was so weird how much the government has gotten into it. But I'll run through it quickly. Um, so the Optus CEO and company representatives are attending the Senate this week for an inquiry, uh, looking into the failure and how Optus treated its customers during the outage. Inquiry. Same thing. Tomato, tomato. Um, Did you say so? Damn, all right. Um, Government figures have criticised specifically the compensation, specifically the data compensation for mobile users, saying that the compensation has a value between zero and $70, which apparently, which isn't enough. Which, like, but apparently, if you just refunded everyone for like the day that they lost, it would equal to like a dollar or two. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. But I, I feel like a lot of people would rather that because I'm reading a lot of people don't even get close to using their data They're anyway. Giving you back like 200 gigs, right? Which is a lot. It depends on your data. plan, I think. Oh, I'm not up sure. To 200, up maybe. to 200 gigs. Okay. I had thought it was 200 for everyone, but that's probably wrong. Um, yeah. But I just feel like that's. It's a bit ludicrous. I would I, never use that much. Like, unless I, I'm going out and watching movies in the park. Like. Yeah, which you can download <laughs> this, use and the then, streaming apps. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, if you're an internet customer, you're getting a speed upgrade, which I'd argue is a That's bit kind better. Of good, yeah. That's yeah. a better compensation. That, because I think they were also having an issue where they were sending out emails to internet customers where they were giving them the 200 gigs of data. Uh-huh. But the problem is, I'm pretty sure most, if not all, of Optus's internet plans are unlimited data. 
So they were sending out emails to internet customers being like, here's 200 gigs. <laughs> and it's right. like, well, I'm on an unlimited plan, so it doesn't matter. Um, Communications Minister Michelle Rowland has also announced a further federal government review into the Optus outage to understand why it happened and how to prevent it in the future, as well as how the gov has sorry how the company could have better responded to it. Uh, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, which is a federal government body that oversees communications infrastructure and industries, is also reviewing whether Optus broke laws that require triple zero calls to to always be made which I think is interesting. That's probably going to be the most interesting one, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably not that surprising. I was just, I was just thinking about this while you were talking, mm. that the government's latched onto this. Because I feel like the government really needs something that's not government-operated to focus on right yeah. now. Yeah. The cost of living and the Israel-Palestine like response. And I feel like with this, they, they get an easy win. Else. They, they need a scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They can have an easy win out of it, yeah. I think. Um. They Which need someone else to be, like, in the poo for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought this triple zero one was interesting as well because, of course, landlines have changed since they've transitioned to the NBN, where before landlines you plug it into the wall and it always had power, even if your power at your home went out. Oh, really? Because the power was delivered through the phone lines. But since oh. it transitioned to the NBN, that's changed. So now if the power goes out at your home, your landline won't be able to call triple zero which I think is interesting because they've already kind of made an exception to that rule. So I'll be interested to see, like, you know, Optus home phones couldn't call triple zero. Well, if your power was out, it couldn't call triple zero anyway. So I'd right. be interested to see how they tackle that. But maybe that'll yeah. be more about the mobile phones not calling triple zero, um, which is interesting. On the Victorian side of things, the Premier Jacinta Allen has announced the state government will be reviewing their contracts with Optus, uh, as well as working with the federal government around the triple zero problems. Uh, Alan also affirmed that the healthcare system, which was a, which was hit quite hard by Optus, uh, is resilient to these kinds of outages and that there are procedures in place to ensure that they can continue to fully operate in the event of a telecommunications outage, uh, which I would certainly hope so, <laughs> um, because that would not be good. Um, and almost with perfect timing, the ACCC, which is the Australian communications something or other i forgot the other two c's i'm having a mind blank um recently completed an eighth corruption consumer no i don't is it corruption i don't think it's corruption competition and consumer commission there we go yeah um they they recently they optus on the mind yeah they recently completed an 18-month review which looked into whether it was possible to allow phones to connect to other networks during a disaster where infrastructure would be destroyed. So think like bushfires, floods, that sort of thing. If you were on like Vodafone, for example, and your tower was destroyed, they would want your phone to be able to connect to Telstra or Optus in that event. Uh, this is something that already exists in the US, Canada and New Zealand. Uh, which I think is great. And discussions have now opened up as to whether it should be used when there is a nationwide outage. So this is only at the review stage and there's discussions sort of underway between the telcos and the government about how it would work and who would pay for what in this instance because it incurs costs, I guess. Uh, it's understood that if the telcos can't come to an agreement themselves, the government will step in and legislate it. So that's interesting. Uh, and just yesterday... Finally, the government has officially moved forward on legislation which would classify telcos as critical infrastructure. 
uh, spurred from Optus's cyber attack last year, Optus, 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 there is a specific focus on requiring telcos to report their cybersecurity procedures and defences uh, in the same way that hospitals and utility companies and shipping ports already do, uh, and they will be required to report when they suffer a cybersecurity attack with a specific fo- focus on ransomware, which the government is focusing on in their new cybersecurity strategy, which is being released next week. So the Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, was critical of the fact that telcos have been able to deal with security issues on their own uh, and said that the networks are an integral integral part to national security, and she said that they aren't properly regulated. So do we think telcos should be re-regulated? Because, of course, if you travel back to, like, the late 1900s, I believe it was, like, 1980, 1990. 1900s. The 1900s. The 1900s. Um, Telstra used to be owned by the government, and so was Optus. Um, of course, they were quite different. Telstra was, like, you know, internet and phones. Optus was satellites. But when they were privatised and sold off to whatever this consortium was, uh, they expanded. So do we think the telco industry should be re-regulated... I mean, I think it makes sense to have to do what, like, ports do. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially there's, like, a port attack right now. Yeah, yeah there is. Which I kind of haven't read much about. But I except that it's read happening. loosely about it. But, like, it seems silly not to report on it because everyone and their dog is online. Mm. Absolutely. Right, like, yeah, I just think, like, come on. Yeah. But also that's a lengthy process, so... Absolutely. Will it take 10 years? It, by, by then, we might just lose interest in it as yeah. well. So, I mean, I can't see it being re-regulated in the way that maybe it once was. Yeah. But, um, oh, I don't think it'll be bought back. Like, no, they're the not, it's not going to be bought back. But um, it'll be interesting to see because I guess we've got this first step from Claire O'Neill. Mm. So it'll be interesting. But, yeah, any final thoughts? No? No, I just love when something like this brings the nation together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You yeah. get to make your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I think it's like yeah. when it's everyone a bit of fun. likes yeah. to have a little, like, you know, yeah. dig at something, I'm like, <laughs> Exactly. And that's why I think the government's like, Optus! Yeah. Go after it. That way even the government can be in on it. This is what the Australian <laughs> people want. So let's yeah. give it to them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, big show, so let's keep it chugging along. I think we along. should just keep going. Let's I keep, think let's, we'll have time. We're a freight we train that can't songs. be stopped. Let's go. What's next? <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, no, take it away. Oh, that's me. Um, okay, so <laughs> Generally, I, I yes. got to look at statistics today. Not very complicated statistics, but I had to look at numbers. But it was fun because it is probably well known, at least I knew it, but I didn't realise how bad's the wrong word, but like sort of extreme compared to what I thought it was. Um, Australia, how far behind Australia sits in terms of female representation in parliament and politics? Um, and like even New Zealand is ahead of us and they're our very close neighbour. I mean, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and even though... in the constitution, apparently. Did you guys know this? New Zealand <laughs> is in the constitution, in the definitions section, New Zealand is called a state. <gasps> I learned this. Yeah, of Australia. <laughs> it's like so New South Wales, New Zealand, Queensland, SA and like... It's just crazy. Anyway, sorry, I love that. They are ours. Um, <laughs> well, I take back everything I'm about to say. We actually, um, you know, we're way ahead. We're equal with you. New- no, we're not. <laughs> um, so even though it's not a competition, there, well, there, there is like this very long list of like, almost every country and where they sit. So, you know, I got competitive. But um, it has spurred 
uh, a program which started in 2016 at the University of Melbourne called Pathways to Politics Program for Women. Um, it's now done its first year in the University of Adelaide and the University of Canberra. Uh, there were 13 students in Adelaide and 19 in Canberra and they were the first cohorts. Um, and they've, for the University of Melbourne, they've had obviously more time to... Um, generate the statistics about the program but they've had 30 approximately 30 electoral victories among their alumni learnt a new word too um, alumni. alumni is the plural version for female students oh really yeah what and then alumna is the singular and alumnus My. is singular men or women now it's like you okay. know huh. people say guys and that used to be like guys male but now guys like anyone yeah um yeah. it was really interesting because i went to write alumni and then went this is a word I've always worried about because there's so many oh. different ways to use it and I hear people get complimented for using it correctly. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> Who is complimenting <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. Who knows? That's so like, sad. Know. There's like four or five different versions. But anyway, that was really right. cool. So what's okay. alumni? Alumni yeah. is the plural version of, now it's male and female, so like any students, but it used to be the plural version of male students and alumnus is the singular. Singular. Okay. And then alumni is, is, is singular and alumni is, is the plural. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, so there we go, Jesus. a fun fact. Uh, so the ABC <laughs> ran a piece on the program talking about the University of Adelaide's program saying that there had been some gradual improvement in representation in politics anyway with the number of female politicians in Australia's federal parliament growing from 25 to 40% since 2002, so about 11 years. Um, on the International Parliamentary Union site, they offer monthly updates on the ranking of representation in politics. This is when I got competitive. <laughs> um, Australia as of October this year, is in 33rd place. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not great. Nice. I thought it no. would be worse. I thought it would be worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you yeah. give us the top five? Well, well that's well, one, that's yeah, one of my questions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, whilst uh, the University of Adelaide has started this program, South Australia is the only state yet to have a female premier um, and the only states to not have followed in the University of Melbourne suit with this program are Western Australia and Tasmania. But um, Anya, uh, sorry, Anna... Ol I think her name's Olinik, but I can't pronounce her names anyway, so we're just going to go with that. I'm sorry if that's wrong. Um, said, uh, according to the ABC, she thinks there are definitely plans for a fully national program to as of next year, um, and she thinks in the next 10 years or so we'll see a big change in both the house in both houses with more female representation. Um, so my questions. I have quotes that I can jump back to, but my questions. First one was. What do you think the top 10 countries in the IPU's representation in politics are? And I have them up in front of me. Okay, I feel like it's like Nordic countries, like Sweden, oh, have Finland, Norway. Okay, so yeah, Sweden is 10th. Oh, good. I okay. have to like, make a note of this. No, Finland is not Norway, in the top 10. No, not, not in the top Norway. 10. Um, Denmark? Not in the top 10. Iceland? Yes, Iceland is 8th. Um, the Netherlands? Germany? No and no. UK? No. We talked about one uh, of them. Australia? No. <laughs> um, New Zealand? Yes. Oh. Uh, what are they? New Zealand is equal fifth, sixth, and seventh. There's oh, three wait, that are what? all at 50%. <laughs> uh, There's just like three that um, sit in the top ten with all equal 50% oh, women. We're going to be kicking ourselves, I feel like. This is like nearly as hard as your questions from Name the all of the by-elections Wait, what about the United States? No, I'm a really rogue one. No, okay. no but there is, <laughs> you know I mean? there like, is like, one yeah. with United at the start. United, United Arab, Arab Emirates. Yes. Whoa. They're also equal fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, Japan? No. 
Is, is Africa up there? Well, that's a continent. Uh, it's a continent. South Africa. <laughs> you dingus. <laughs> no, South Africa's 16th. Oh, Are there that's any that's, that's better than I would have thought, honestly. in um, the top 10? I think so. Egypt? Uh, You're asking me so. geography questions. All right, Egypt. we do have a lot to get through. Might have to yeah, wrap yeah, this yeah, section right, up. Give so, us the 10. The top, top five um, are Rwanda. Uh, what? Wow, I know that is that is number one. That's Africa. Yeah, I would uh, never have guessed that. Cuba. No yeah. way. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce. I did not know this was a country. Um, Nicaragua. Yeah, Nicaragua. That one. No, no, Nicaragua. That's Isn't that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Andorra and Mexico. Wow, Mexico. And Costa Rica is ninth. That was the other one. I wouldn't have guessed a lot of those. Rwanda, I never would have guessed. The ABC in their article said Rwanda, New Zealand, and like Iceland or something. And I was like, oh yeah, New Zealand and Iceland. But when that was number one, like, yeah, wow. That's shocking. Rwanda. Rwanda. Oh, I can give you the percentage. The percent of women is 61.3. 49 women of their 80 seats. Wow. Yeah, Good stuff. so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I was, I had my my other question was, um, do we think a lack? Because it was like sort of talk about, you know, is there a lack of pathways stopping women, or is there something about like the culture in Parliament that I think young girls still see, um, which deter them? Um, one of the people in the um, article, Celie Shepherd, who completed the course in Adelaide, said um, there's a stigma and she said, I grew up in a time watching our first female Prime Minister get absolutely obliterated in our media and that's scary. Yeah. yeah. I think it's culture. I don't yeah. think it's pathways. You know, you you study... No, you didn't. <laughs> um, you didn't study politics. You can... Like, everyone can major in, in politics. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, why did I think what that? I we should have just gone with it. I was we thinking about that it. this morning. <laughs> so, anyway... Like, anyone can study politics, and I feel like that's not... Like, maybe it kind of is a little bit... Uh, it definitely would be male-dominated, but mm. not to the point that I personally would have any hesitations about going in or anything like that. But I think it's the parliamentary culture. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, yeah, gross. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and my last question is one that I'm going to have to write people's um, guesses down. Oh. In how many years... Like, we're going to have to go back to this in, like, 25 years. Um, oh. How many years' time or electoral periods, given they had an ele- election last year, will it take for South Australia to have a female Premier? Oh. So you can just go by go by um, electoral periods. Cause I reckon three elections. I'm going to go five. I'll go four. We'll, we'll make okay, it there we go. Yeah. It's going to be, like, six or two, and we're going to be kicking ourselves. Five elections is, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I you genuinely said, you think said five, Freddie? I said five. I think it could be. Wait, what's two, eh? Actually, I changed my answer to two. Okay. okay now that someone's fine. actually put it in year. Well, can I change mine to four, yes. then? Can I change <laughs> mine to four? Or I'm going to be three, optimistic four. and say one. Although I did that last Ooh. time and that the next year on me. the next election. I reckon because it's it. another two and a half years and if they think this program's going to come in all over the country and it seems like this person might be heading it up in South Australia, we're going to get some push. Okay. They'll be like, that's how we win the next election. Interesting. All right. Let's go to your segment. Mine? Mine's quite quick, so. Yeah. We'll smash that. There we go. All right. We're going to do it. On Friday night, pro-Palestinian supporters clashed with pro-Israel supporters. 400 people were gathered along Hawthorne Road in Caulfield, a suburb home to a prominent Jewish community. The pro-Palestine protest was prompted by the arson of Palestinian-owned restaurant called Burgatory in Caulfield. 
Although police state that there is no evidence that the arson of the restaurant was racially or politically motivated. Mr Tyre, the owner of Burgatory, had no role in the protest um, and he posted a tweet asking those not to participate in the protest because he acknowledged that um, having a protest such as this in a suburb that has uh, quite a large Jewish community would be quite distressing for that community. The protests, though, occurred opposite a local synagogue, so we can say time, time and place was not... Not, not well considered thought out. And not well thought out. And the people in this synagogue had to evacuate as a result of the protest, which is really sad. Um, Jewish leaders have described it as an orchestrated attack on the community. Um, the clash between protesters on Friday night was a topic on the ABC's Monday program of Q&A, which was a very, very interesting program. Um, but I, don't, I won't go into it too much. On the program, Assistant Foreign Minister Tim Watts and the former Ambassador to Israel, Dave Schwammer, called for calm on Australia's streets following racist rhetoric that occurred at the protests, such as the one on Friday. The program ended with multiple panellists agreeing that any ceasefire in Gaza had to come with the dismantling of Hamas. So I wanted to ask you guys, as I said, very quick. Yep, run through, snappy. Go straight to the questions. Mm. Do you feel... So obviously... The stuff that was being said um, was on Friday night was mostly anti-Semitic, and that should absolutely be condemned. But do you feel like the Australian media is hyper-focusing on these really violent and racist protests rather than the peaceful like protests and demonstrations that have been happening across the country? There's been so many, and I haven't heard about any of them. I'm only hearing about the ones that result in like violence and... Yeah. Really Absolutely. horrible things being said. What do you think about the media focusing Definitely. just yeah. on the violent? Because there's the like click value. People yeah. will Absolutely. always click on an article about yeah. something sensational rather than something normal. And I don't know why the protests that have had like, you know, they said there were a hundred thousand people in Melbourne last weekend, which is like the biggest anti-war protests since Afghanistan. Yeah, and like and no Iraq type and of violence or anything. Oh, the no. one on the like, sun- the ones that have been going on on the weekends, exactly. Like Sundays. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's really like also good to note. I think that Dave Sharma was a Liberal MP um, mm-hmm. as well as ambassador to Israel. Um, so you know, take and obviously Tim Watts, like. Yeah, you know, Q&A, they get politicians on. but I, I think politicians are going to have an inherent bias in yeah, how exactly. they're discussing this. Take what they have with a grain of salt. Yeah, I think that protest was really, seemed really bad, like just the way it was organised so quickly. Um, but there's like been protests. There was one outside the Cup and there's, I think, a blockade at the port somewhere, mm. Um, mm. even though the ports are closed. I don't know how that works. Because they got hacked. <laughs> um, but that, no, you don't hear about that. Obvi- yeah. Because it is smaller, but, like, people are there and they're just not, like, being crazy and violent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really disappointing that they're not mm. showing the ones that are being peaceful. Because it misrepresents the public sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does as well. Because it's kind of another thing of, like, everyone else is following the rules. It's only a really small percentage of people yeah. that are, like you know, doing the wrong thing. And I feel like people like Penny Wong are, like, kind of being like, oh, it's really upsetting that we're seeing all this, like, um, jarring kind of opposing views in the country. And I was like, I feel like that's not really yeah, what's happening. We're just and I saw a poll really this morning. Like, that, hyper-violent, mm, like, Yeah, stuff. more than... I, think it was, I mean, it was a Guardian poll, so, like, obviously, you know... Left-leaning. Yeah, but 
they were saying like the majority of people that were surveyed are supporting aid to Palestine, not to Israel now. So, you know, the public sentiment is really shifting since the start it's, of this war a month and it a absolutely bit ago. has. Yeah. Five weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. This I, ties really well into my segment. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got do you want to move on? Or do you want to yeah, do a bit more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to the UK now, um, where we've had a bit of drama about the Palestine protests as well. So, Suella Braverman, who was the Home Secretary, she's really come under fire in recent weeks. Um, at one point in a tweet, she said that homelessness was a choice. <laughs> what? Yeah. She said. Quote, the British people are compassionate. We will always support those who are genuinely homeless, but we cannot allow our streets to be taken over by rows of tents occupied by people, many of them from abroad, living on the streets as a lifestyle choice. So that's an interesting one. She's had a few quotes that are... She's pretty sensationalist, like a little right-wing figurehead. The one Um, about the tofu. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write that one down because it was just crazy, but she just said, like, everyone is, like... A tofu eating guardian reading crazy person. Something anyway. like Akatara. Like, there was like a, there was a weird word in there. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, My um, God. Like the way she's like, uh, what's it? Pluralized something or made something like a tofu wokarati. 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 <laughs> anyway, no other ministers would back this up, so she was kind of left a bit high and dry. She then last weekend, wrote an opinion piece in The Times criticising the police's allowing a pro-Palestinian protest to go ahead on Armistice Day, which is Remembrance Day over here. She was was accused accused of inciting racial hatred. She basically said that police treated right and left-wing protesters differently. She claimed there was a, quote, perception that senior police officers play favourites when it comes to protesters, end quote, and were tougher on right-wing extremists than pro-Palestinian quote-unquote mobs um this palestinian protest that we saw in the uk on saturday was one of the biggest protests in modern uk history it was i've seen reports of anywhere between 300 to 800,000 people but like huge um and number 10 had not 10 downing street had not approved this article that or she hadn't put in all of the changes that they requests um anyway Critics of this article said that her stance inflamed tensions and encouraged right-wing protesters to take to the streets, which they did. Um, they clashed with police at Whitehall where nine policemen were injured. Um, there was not the same amount of violence at the pro-Palestinian protest, but there was a breakaway group of about 150 who did let off some fireworks. So there was like a small amount, you know, 150 Compared out of 300,000. Yeah, and we're in that number. Um, so she's actually been sacked from Home Secretary twice in 13 months. Actually, <laughs> can imagine the second time. How well, it was work? first under Liz Truss, uh, and then six days later, oh. Rishi Sunak got in and got her back. Oh and now she's been fired again. shocking. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's on a speeder. She's gone for a record. Right. So she was fired for sending sensitive documents to an MP from her personal email address when she was <laughs> under Liz Truss. Since then, she's oh. claimed that immigration threatened the UK's, quote, national character. She used an address to the American Enterprise Institute to say the UK, quote, will not be able to sustain an asylum system, as in refugees, if, in effect, simply being gay or a woman and fearful of discrimination in your country of origin is sufficient to qualify for protection. (laughs) 
So, yeah, that's a fun one. She said it was her, quote, dream to see asylum seekers sent to Rwanda instead of being settled in UK, um, in the UK, which uh, the British courts have so far ruled as an illegal policy. (laughs) We're having Bless a surprising you. amount of Rwanda content. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> actually. Country of the day, guys. Yeah. Um, but now, to replace... Well, not actually to replace her. There's been a big cabinet reshuffle, so a lot of people have different positions. But to replace the person who replaced her as Home Secretary, who was formerly Foreign Secretary, they have invited... Well, not... They've got Dem- David Cameron back in, former PM, into the, the House of Lords. Oh. <laughs> I know. Crazy, right? So he is—he was the prime minister during the Brexit referendum, but he was a Remainer. So then he resigned because he kind of sent this referendum to, you know, whatever happened happened. Um, in 2021, it was revealed that he had lobbied, lobbied government ministers for cash for his finance firm that he was working for, Ooh. which was inappropriate. Anyway. <laughs> He, you know, said, oh, we're facing a daunting set of international challenges and now I'm excited to come and help. Um, He was Prime Minister for six years and they've just given him this peerage. So the House of Lords, which he's been parachuted into, is this weird chamber where you're just appointed forever. Uh, Like, you can get peerages for life and you can be a minister, which is really weird. Anyway. That is bizarre. um, you can technically be a minister, similar to your thing about the US Speaker, Freddie, yeah. without being in the House of Commons or Lords. But in practice, <laughs> if a minister is not an MP, then they sit them in the Lords. And they're still sc- subject to scrutiny in media rounds and stuff. Yeah, so, okay. I don't know. That's interesting. This might be controversial for the right wing, which Suella Braverman was a part of, to put this centrist former PM back in instead of her. You know, interesting move on Rishi Sunak's part, and we'll see how that... You know, obviously this is him trying to regain favour with the centrists of the Tories in England on the in the lead up to an election campaign. But we'll just have to see how that plays out. This is interesting. I have questions, but we've run out of time. So <laughs> My answer to your first question is yes. Okay. We've, we've, we've got yes and no England. questions. Shall we just um, fire it Okay. <laughs> Should former PMs be allowed back into politics? Yes, in Australia. I can't say why not, but it depends. I think it should be a yeah. case-by-case basis, but yeah, I can't see why not. Because in Australia, they'd be voted in anyway. True. And they're, like, the most What about in this situation where they're not voted in? I think that's... I've... Bit weirder, but it's I still It's a bit weirder, but it, it kind of works with their system. They're still a person, and they obviously had enough popularity at one point. Yeah. Especially because he and resigned. He wasn't kicked out. He resigned. Yeah. In disgrace, yeah. though. But he was resigned. So it was like... <laughs> but that would be, I, I that would be a matter of opinion whether or not it was in disgrace. True. Yeah. <laughs> and will this regain favour for Rishi Sunak? Probably not a whole lot. No, but, but when, when does a decision make people feel good about the government? <laughs> yeah. I feel True. like there's always people going after Optus. Hey! Yeah. I just heard the UK government is going after Optus. <laughs> <laughs> Do All that, right. Rishi Sunak. Now, for any final thoughts about Optus, tweet them to us or threads or Instagram at SinRepresent on all of those. We're on Omni everything. Um, And remember to stay political. Hi, we're Bridie and Freddie from Represent. Airing Tuesdays, 5pm on Sin. We talk politics every single week. We have the biggest stories and we have the hottest takes. Ooh, spicy. And we interview political changemakers about the things that matter most to young people. If you're interested in it, we're probably talking about it. So make sure to tune in Tuesdays 5pm or anytime on your preferred podcast platform.
And join us while we... Stay Stay political. political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.